You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Ask Drone You. We've got a very interesting question today. Good question. A follow-up from uh, last week, actually. It's kind of exciting when we get those. So all of that said, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for those recent reviews, the few of you. Mm. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Congrats to the mapping class that just graduated. Very, very happy and excited about that. Um, yeah, things are going well here, and uh, and we are grateful uh, for all of you out there who send in your questions, don't forget to send them in, askdroneu.com. As always, my name is Paul. And I'm Rob. Welcome. Glad to be here. Glad you're with us. Going to be a good show. I think it should be a great show, Because the question is a really good one. He goes into some detail that uh, that shows he has a, a good sense of what he's talking about. Yeah, it definitely. Definitely. You know, we talked to Tom, too, uh, after this particular question, who's doing our uh, roofing inspection class. And uh, we've got some great insight here, you know, because what we're talking about today is the question from a week ago or two weeks ago regarding roof inspection mapping and kind of going more into detail. So maybe before we we, uh, BS a little too much, let's just get right into today's question, which is brought to you by, well, all of you, since you're uh, still with us, still listening, still growing, still learning, still uh, succeeding. So thank you very much. But also, um, you know, have to say a big thank you uh, to our members. We're excited. Our new uh, community is getting up and running right now. Very, very, very excited about that. And also, this particular question is sponsored by two particular things today. Uh, Number one is our new props program. As many of you know, DroneU was built for what? To help drone pilots succeed. It's that simple. The level of detail and quality, well... You tell us what you think, as our testimonials, I believe, showcase exactly what you should expect to find. But Props was built for teams. Props was built to make the life of drone program managers very easy so that they could manage multiple pilots going through multiple trainings all at once. They get notified of who's doing well, who's not, and be able to really differentiate between pilots who are current, meaning that they're legal to fly, versus proficient, meaning that they're able to fly. They're able to reliably take care of the job and the work. And with the systems that are built within the props network, it's going to be really easy to see who caught the bug, who's able to perform under pressure, and you'll be able to know, not believe. What do I mean? Well, oftentimes we're told things that simply are not true. And in the world that we live in today, sometimes things have to be tested to really understand just how, well, reliable they are. And with props and our scenario-based testing, you can understand if someone is proficient at any given time. Anyway, check it out, propsflightschool.com. It's really just a program of DroneU, propsflightschool.com. Second sponsor for today, uh, I just want to say thank you to the 40 students who just joined us for the evening online mapping class, probably one of the most comprehensive classes we've ever given. Uh, I mean, we we really covered, it was, I think, a total of nine exercises, and uh, we're, we're really, really grateful. That said, we are also rolling back the class that just started a couple weeks ago to 4.5 on PIX40. We're just noticing 
464 has so many problems. Uh, so if you are a PIX40 user, you're having issues that you haven't had before, I really recommend rolling back uh, if you've rolled up to 464. That said, join us for our next mapping class. It will be in the evenings again, Tuesday and Thursday evenings, and we're starting in May. So you've got about uh, a month, month and a half uh, to figure out if it's going to work for your schedule or make it work for your schedule. Uh, just join us. Go to drone thedroneu.com. Scroll down to events. Check it out. Hi, guys. This is Bob at Jersey Shore Drone Services. I just listened to the podcast you made for the person who asked about using PIX4D for roof measurements and or inspections. One thing that occurred to me that you didn't mention is how photogrammetry can sometimes really mess up the appearance of a roof. Sometimes straight lines can appear broken and jagged, and some things can look melted and problems like that. I've seen the same thing when doing maps and models of construction that's being framed. You know, steel girders and two-by-four framing sometimes gets really messed up. From what I understand, the way to fix that is with manual tie points. And I believe that's something that can't be done in the cloud-based programs. So maybe you could address that. Tell me if I'm on the right track. Because it seems like if someone's going to do a lot of roofs, they might be far better off with the software on their own computer. If you're going to map or model a large building that's being framed, it would seem like an awful lot of work to add manual tie points to fix all the two by fours that are messed up. So I'd love to hear your outlook on it. Thanks for all the informative and helpful things you discuss on the podcast. I'm already looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Let's hope. Bob, thank you very much. Uh, we're looking forward to the next one as well. And appreciate you and everybody else that's listening, especially when you take a few minutes to send in a question, especially when it's as well thought out as the question that you just sent in. So thank you. There's a lot there. And he brought up some good points that uh, we did not discuss and when we had that podcast. You're right. And I actually think he brought up some points uh, as uh, to further some things we said last week, actually. Expand upon? Yeah, to mm -hmm. uh, to go deeper down, yeah. following yeah, yeah. The, the white rabbit. Uh, by the way, all of you didn't know this, but uh, Rob has a tattoo of a white rabbit on the inside of his right arm. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, not had that much alcohol in decades, so uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, I don't that's think good. so. <laughs> Might, uh, I don't know who you're thinking about, but uh, it ain't me. Just a reference to uh, to the movie The Matrix in the mm. very beginning where it's like, don't be afraid to follow the white rabbit. Mm. This girl has a tattoo of a white rabbit on her shoulder. Anyway, okay. So long story short, let's get into this. Number one, jagged lines, photogrammetry. Okay, first things first, and we actually teach this in the mapping class. Some photogrammetry programs, Rob, they only like certain acquisition types. So you got to figure out, and, and figuring out which ones is trial and error, generally, uh, right? Unless you come to one of our classes. Uh, yes, 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 okay. and yes. And, and so when I, I give the example of Pix4D React, uh, by far the fastest orthomosaic creator. Also want to give a shout out to Drone Deploy. I think they're the most accurate orthomosaic uh, creator, just, just to be real. That said, Pix4D React, Rob, only works when you fly a single grid nadir camera position 
If you throw a double grid into React, you get j- jagged lines on the roof. It, it just happens. Hmm. Yeah, hmm is right. What? Why? I'm sure it has to do with the photogrammetry engine formula. Um, Those and, datgum algorithms get you every time. Well, here's the thing. I know Pix4D was really trying to work on making their engine uh, less computer intensive. Um, but that said, I actually think the most recent version of Pix has really degraded the quality of Pix4D significantly. So the um, question is, what did it improve? And and I, it improved processing time, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but well, now yeah. I got giant holes in my roofs that I've never had before. So <laughs> they'll get it fixed. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm yeah, sure they will. They will. But uh, everyone knows that I'm not afraid to uh, just just tell it like it is, and I tell it like it is because I want to help the companies, and I also want to help the people who are using these products for sure. That said, last week we were talking about, you know, inspections, mapping. I do want to clarify that the class that we have coming out, thanks to our new found instructor, uh, Mr. Tom Powers, uh, that is using, I believe, Eagle View, which is its own kind of proprietary blend of photogrammetry processing. And it's actually able to do a whole lot. I would argue it's more of an inspection, though, than it is really a mapping mission. Um, well, wouldn't he argue that as well? That's the whole point of his class, isn't pretty it? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Um, Just clear that up. <laughs> so that said, uh, the type of acquisition um, that you fly can be program dependent, okay? So um, for example, you know, we gave, we talked about React, um, but also, for example, when we were teaching this most recent version of the mapping class, uh, Drone Deploy has changed their formula of 3D modeling, which brings me into the next point that sometimes you can get a lot of jagged lines in your maps and models because you are choosing the wrong processing template. And for some Mm. of you who are processing on the cloud, you don't even have the option of choosing a processing template. For those of you using drone deploy, just think of structures mode or terrain. Those are your real two processing kind of templates. With Pix4D, we've got 3D maps, 3D models, rapid low res, 3D maps, 3D models. We've got thermal. We've got all the stuff that, you know, we can play with. That said, uh, I mean, it makes sense, Rob, when he's talking about trying to do a quote unquote uh, map of a house and a roof, that it can be an astronomical amount of work. Mm-hmm. And he's right, because if you think about it, he, there's a lot of detail if you are mapping something that's got framing up. Uh, we we have done that, actually. And uh, at the fly-in, that as soon as Rob... Uh, you know, puts a stamp on, uh, we'll be able to talk about here soon. Still haven't sent me the contract, but. Oh, is it the cowboy? Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that said, um, there is, if we're, if I'm right about the fly-in location that we're going to use this year, there will actually be a perfect example and exercise. I will now make it its own exercise, Rob, uh, where if you are familiar with, uh, the show Godless, there's a, there's a church that gets set on fire. That is the church that we are talking about that we would map for this exercise. Anyway, that said, you really have to change acquisition methods to get that level of detail. And so, you know, we talked about different processing engines for different types of outputs, right? React is really great for orthos, but there's no, you know, uh, online solution. Drone Deploy is great for orthos, much more accurate orthos. Also, Drone Deploy, if you throw in a double grid, it spits out a great ortho. If you throw in a single grid, it spits out a great ortho. It's not as acquisition dependent as Pix4D React. 
Pix4D Mapper, though, you can th- you can pretty much throw any type of acquisition formula and get some sort of ortho mosaic. But when you're trying to get that detail, Rob, you got to move into the models template. Your acquisition strategy completely changes. And to get that level of detail that he's talking about, you know, this is when we get into combining data sets, right? Where we talk about combining orbital data sets with uh, double grid data sets or even flying free flight. And actually, mm-hmm. the more and more I fly free flight, the more and more I just fly in DJI Go for with a time shot fly really slow um so that said uh you know when we get in these 3d modeling formulas there's a lot that can go wrong if you're not familiar with the rules of acquisition when it comes to this stuff and that said i can understand why a lot of people are having problems um you know getting good 3d models or good point clouds uh it all comes down to acquisition it really does you kind of have to put all the pieces together Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time. And he mentioned manual tie points. How does that play into this? Is that would that be helpful? Obviously, like he said, doing it on, say, a framed house, that's a ton of work. Yeah. So just to be clear, uh, Pix4D and a couple of other mapping engines utilize MTPs, manual tie points, to um, merge multiple projects. Of So these projects say maybe one data set is a double grid and one data set is like a triple orbit or a, or a quad orbit or whatever, okay? We typically use these manual tie points to tell the software that these two projects are indeed the same project. And you're using the MTP to essentially say, see this corner of my computer? This corner of my computer is the same corner of my computer in that project. Mm-hmm. Let's tie these together. So that you can get more detail, Correct. more depth to the project, et cetera. Yes, that is correct. Albeit, when we shot the Colorado Convention Center and completed that job, when we did that 3D model, we had to do, and I added this to the class for this last semester, this was a this was a brand new thing that I haven't seen anyone teach or anyone even aware of teaching. When I even brought it up to one of the PIX4D reps, he goes, I didn't even know that we did that. Um, (laughs) That's the benefit of using it. That's true. And teaching from experience. Yeah. But long story short is what I'm talking about is, you know, the example I just gave of using MTPs to merge two separate projects with the Colorado Convention Center. What I did is I threw everything into one project. So it's no longer a merging of projects, but now it's an alignment of data. And that's the major difference is an alignment versus a merge. A merge showcases that you have multiple projects being merged together. Mm -hmm. Whereas an alignment, everything is in one project. You are just aligning the data. Now, what's the benefit of doing this? Well, if you shoot a 3D model and you've got a lot of shadows, you've got varying white balance, you can run into a problem. When you make those MTPs, if the white balance isn't the same in pretty much all of your photos that show exactly that point, you'll get multiple layers, like a layer of road here, a layer of road there. And the reason that this happens is because normally the workflow, this is very specific, by the way, normally the workflow to create the MTP is to mark the point, you know, go in the images, click new MTP, zoom all the way in, mark that point, go to another image, zoom all the way in, mark that point, and then click apply. That is the normal workflow. And then you typically mark between eight and 10 more photos. 
When you do that, though, the software eliminates photos that didn't have a similar white balance. This is something that I've noticed, mm. by the way. This is not science. This is just I did this project 10 effing times and I know exactly what the software is going to do. <laughs> anyway, long story short is instead of marking two photos, I marked a specific number of photos, which you can learn in the mapping class. And I actually tied in the various different white balances and then clicked apply. And what this did is it forced the software to not negate the images that didn't have similar color properties. And it So basically you said, all right, software, I'm smarter than you are. Yeah. <laughs> and here's how we're going to make this work. A hundred percent. Now, here's the thing about MTPs. Like that very complex workflow really only works for 3D models. And it really only works for Pix4D. There are other engines out there, Rob, that actually don't even require MTPs now. And we're testing those engines out because they have had major differences. And before we kind of go, uh, you know, crazy with all the recommendations, we want to make sure that we've got that experience in. But I'll be real with you. Capture Reality does not require manual tie points. They've kind of uh, done a great job at really, um, you know, making it easier to create these complex lifelike 3D models. So I will say in response to his question, one acquisition type uh, is always going to equate to the proper formula of whatever engine you are using. Uh, then, you know, recapping step two, which is you can't forget processing templates. Processing templates can really dictate the type of processing that goes on. And again, if you're getting wavy lines and you're looking for straight lines for your ortho mosaic, that could be the solution right there as a processing template. Mm -hmm. But then we get into the third thing, which is you've got to know the rules of acquisition. You've got to know that the quality of your data is always going to equate to the quality of your output. And I've, I really stress that in our mapping class almost, uh, almost ridiculously because it's, I always say over and over, you know, you can only map what you can see and it doesn't matter what you can see. It matters what the drone can see. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of some old school things like WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, so, uh, yes, Rob. Right. I am. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's because I'm old and you're young that uh, you're actually not hanging with me on that particular thing. Relative terms, Rob, <laughs> relative terms. True. That's very true. As I've learned, our age is much more relevant in our mindset than anything uh, else. Here, here. That's why I act like I'm 16. But anyways, last question I have relative to this and to Bob's question is to get specific about drone deploy because he brings up the point that trying to get some accurate measurements, some straight lines on the roof or whatever you're doing, that to do so in a cloud-based system is not going to be easy to do. So what does that do for this conversation and drone deploy? Um, well, first of all, that's a really good question. And I will say that actually Pix4D with their changes to cloud are now in kind of the same ballgame as uh, drone deploy with the uh, limitations in, in cloud processing. Uh, mm. Now, with Pix4D, you can still start a project on desktop, set up processing options and templates, and then push it to the cloud. Mm. 
Um, but don't forget that whole putting your photos on the desktop error that you get when uploading. Um, that said, drone deploy, cloud processing. He's right that uh, sometimes, you know, when you, no matter who you're processing with in the cloud, losing your data is always something to consider. When it comes to cleaning up lines and using drone deploy, I would focus on terrain as the option of processing hmm. rather than... Um, what was it called? Rather than uh, they call it structures. That said, you know, we just process with drone deploy and 3D modeling in uh, the comprehensive mapping class. I was really stunned at what drone deploy is doing and how they've changed their algorithms and how they're building their hmm. 3D modeling. Now, I hope that drone deploy at some point offers us the option to create that FBX file because we get much smaller files, which means we can upload visually stimulating models to uh, much more outlets. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that they, hmm. they do that. But I'm not going to lie. The last time that we just did a 3D model, Drone Deploy crushed Pix40, like absolutely crushed them. And I can't even believe I'm saying that right now. Same data but set. But it is true. I mean, apples to apples, same data set. Same data set. Interesting. Um, the processing templates are not apples to apples. It was using structures mode rather than 3D models um, on Pix40. But again, Drone Deploy crushed it. Like You know what? It's, uh, it's the benefits of competition, right? You push each other mm -hmm. and you go like this. We, I mean, we get pushed by other training organizations, right? So... It's a good thing. Well, the work that the CEO, Mike, and his other partners are doing, as well as their teams included with, uh, you know, Andrew and some of the other uh, ladies and, and gentlemen that are on their team, the work that they are doing to grind, to get better and better and better data and to learn from their data sets, it's showing. Mm. I mean, dude, you could read the doctor's title on on the sign on her cool. door yeah it yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> it was unbelievable anyway uh all i gotta say is i'm gonna be you know pushing drone deploy more and more in our uh mapping classes i mean as everyone knows the priority is still on pix 4d uh but you've got to know these different engines you've got to know what uh acquisition styles work with which one and why you would use one over the other mm -hmm. in any given scenario which I will say kind of like the last class, a lot of people were asking, okay, I want to make this deliverable, which software, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, cool. but I, I hope that answers the question uh, on our side. Again, if you really, you want to master modeling or mapping various ways, uh, there's, uh, in my opinion, uh, I don't think there's anywhere you can find more information, more complete information than our comprehensive mapping class, which is, uh, which is, just going to start again up in May for virtual classes in the evenings. We do have some in-person stuff firing up here in the summer. Very excited about that. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, very excited, Rob. That's Absolutely. all I got. Me too. Yeah, it's fun. Well, that's going to do it for us today, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. As always, this is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.